Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. This is Christy Soul, the co-founder at the Post of the Post Institute, coming at you live. Um, wow, how's everybody doing? I am. Um, I'm out and about today. I came to visit my father, and so um, I know a lot of us are. We're sandwich. We're in the sandwich generation, and uh, we're caring for our parents and our children. Um, hey Lisa, Stefan, I wanted to uh, let you know that you've really been on my mind because I hadn't seen you and seen many posts from you on Facebook and so I was just hoping that everything is going okay for you and Kirsten and your family. Hey Mimi, it's good to see you. Hey Joyce, we're friends on Facebook, private friends and that's cool. Um, I'm loving something about um, all this time at home. Hey Lydia has us, um, you know, reaching out, making new friends that, um, hey, Michelle Michael, good to see you. God, sorry, I'm one of those, Michelle Michael. <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> here I am just out here being all the human with no script, but just a little thought in my mind um, that I wanted to pass on. A few thoughts. One, uh, the sandwich generation. Um, the only sandwich I feel like this is, <laughs> if you're in the sandwich generation, is, um, like a peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter and jelly. Like, um, remember when you were a kid and uh, you were going on a field trip and you couldn't take anything that uh, required refrigeration. <laughs> so everybody had those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And you know how the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is when it sits on the school bus in the warm sun all morning. And uh, then you pull it out and it's gotten kind of goopy. And it's goopy that even the bread is sort of worn through and the jelly's kind of gushing out. <laughs> so it's really messy. It's real messy. But when you take a bite of it, it's so sweet. It's the sweetness. It's the, the sweetness of life. Of watching people um, care for each other. I get to watch my parents walk through different phases of life together and how they how they hold each other so tenderly and yet sometimes not so tenderly you know sometimes they boss each other a little but the bossing is uh to improve one another uh the bossing is about trying to sort of help them um bring out an aspect that maybe used to be there or maybe to make sure they're eating healthy or making sure they're still getting up out of that recliner and walking around just a little bit you know the sandwich generation caring for our parents and also um, caring for our children and just knowing that we're all uh, learning so much from each other i get to learn from my parents about grace and about uh, putting first things first. My parents, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to have parents that taught me that people are more important than things. I'm so blessed to have parents who showed me grace when I was in my 20s, 
who loved me even after I wrecked the first brand new car they ever had. When you start losing your patience with your children, think about all the grace that someone has extended you for all the times you screwed up and they probably should have just choked you. <laughs> you know that feeling where they just, could just wring your neck. And yet they didn't, right? They just kept loving us. They kept trying to teach us, but really we just had to wait until maturity came along. And thank God for that. Thank God for getting to the late 20s and maturing so that I could be um, a good friend, that I could be a good partner, that I could be a good mother, that I could be a good daughter to my parents. Thank God for that. Um, Mimi is on, and I know she's watched that happen through generations with her own children and her own relatives. And yes, thank God. Thank God for that. During this time with everyone together, I'm seeing so many interesting things, you know, like week one was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Week two, we got this, we're having fun with it. Week three, oh my God, we're still in it. And week four, I'm seeing um, the vulnerability, um, the wounds that can't be hidden anymore are showing themselves and it can be really scary but it can also be a beautiful place of connection and healing. It can be, when I say it can be scary, you know, when our kids, um, well, not just our kids. I see it with everybody. You know, our, our, we're built to be in relationship and we're built to be in connection with people. And when we are not getting that, when we're not getting the connection and, you know, we keep looking at Facebook and looking at Facebook, kind of hoping it's somehow going to feed our soul what it's missing, what it's craving. And, you know, I remember, uh, I went through that about five years ago when, uh, Marley and I had to be home for three months straight and my soul was craving that connection that I couldn't get. And it just, you know, it's restless. It's so restless inside our beings. And it's, it takes, um, it takes a lot of effort and understanding to breathe through that, to calm that, that aching need that we feel because of how we're created to be in connection. You're not alone in feeling like you're losing your mind because you're not around people, because you're isolated. You might, I had somebody say, it's making me crotchety. It's making me edgy. It's making me ache. Um, you know, when I went through it, I can remember thinking things like, remember back in the pioneer days when people would get excited just because the mailman came. You know, um, we get excited now because our friends call us on the phone. Or maybe it hurts too bad to call. Maybe it hurts too bad to reach out because it just brings up the missing even more. You know, we all, we all have different feelings related to the isolation and the not being able to, to hug people. You know, I just I visited with my dad through a window. Um, last time I couldn't talk to him through the window. This time he had his cell phone so I could at least talk to him. And I, I heard him. I heard his voice. I heard him say, Chris, I love you. And uh, just hearing that, when I didn't know if I would get to hear it again, just, uh, it made so, it made so much to me. It just made my heart sing. So I'm going to tell
Um, I'm going to savor that one, you know, learning how to savor little things. When I went through it the first time, that, that isolation, I did find that one of the things that really helped was to find projects, to find things that I could pour into. So it might be that you um, get at your paper or, you know, get on your desktop and write a letter to people and put it in the mail. It might mean that you uh, learn a new craft. Not because we got to go fill, you know, we got to learn new things, but find things that that you can uh, do to occupy yourself because, I mean, there is some truth. What is that? Somebody can quote it, but I can't. But something about idle, idle times make for the devil's workshop. <laughs> I'm not a big, you know, de devil believer, but it, I will say that being idle can be very difficult. And so... Um, finding things to pour your energy into. And if you're a giver, if you're a person who likes to pour into other people, then yeah, you know, draw a picture and put it in the mail to somebody. When's the last time you received real mail? Fran Butler, my dear friend, how is your sister? I saw, I was thinking about you today and I hope she's doing okay. I know it's so hard so hard when we've got people who are um, struggling with health issues and I know we're scared we're scared about them being in facilities and we're praying that the people at the facilities are being safe and following precautions we miss being able to take care of our loved ones by being able to just go to their home and love on them we miss being able to hug them when they're struggling to be in the now whether it's Amen. Amen, Fran. I'm so glad to hear that. When when we can't hug them, when we can't touch them to help bring them back into reality, it's so, so difficult. And it's so fascinating the way our minds, uh, the way our brains work. You know, thinking like for older people, you know, an infection can can cause them to go into a space of dementia and then when the infection's gone they can come back to reality uh, for people who have experienced trauma this time alone can cause them to feel uh, forgotten it can it can bring back wounds of abandonment and rejection when we can't get when we can, when we're uncertain whether or not we can actually get food uh, because we're out of our routines um, it can bring back memories of of when there was neglect and deprivation so there's so many triggers during this different time that I um, I just feel like it's important to speak about that truthfully and not to try to always you know paint a picture about you know this is gonna be great we're all gonna play together and we're all gonna love our kids together and it's all gonna be so much fun it can be and there are moments of that but then there are also moments where our kids are feeling lost or maybe we're feeling lost we're feeling unheard and we're feeling isolated and we're feeling like we can't the need can't be met because we're so used to the need being met through the physical you know um through through the hugs through the touch and i know that that especially people single folks out there 
Um, I know they're struggling. Um, you know, I, we try to make light out of it, but you know, it can feel like you're going to crawl right out of your skin. So I'm just, I don't know. I just wanted to come on today. One, because I took a shower. So there's that. And I thought everybody in the world needed to see it. <laughs> no, but really because, um, I just know that, um, it's hard. It's hard. Cry the tears. Cry the tears. Sometimes, you know, I was laughing about something and I noticed my laughter then just turned into tears and tears and laughter all mixed together. Um, our emotions uh, are like, you know, they're just like these leaves in the palm tree just being, just being blown around by what's going on and the things, our routines that had caused, led us to feel settled are all out of whack and you know, we're getting different messages. You know, there's people out there saying this is all a hoax and it's safe. And then there's, you know, the numbers tell us and the people who have loved ones who have, who have been, who have, who, who we've lost, people who've died, who, who aren't with us. There are evidence that this is real. And uh, so I'm out here with my gloves, with my mask. I didn't see anybody. When I came to visit my dad, I didn't see anybody within six feet. I didn't touch anybody, but I'm telling you, I'm not going any place out there without being protected. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, it's hard. There's no way around talking about the fact that it's difficult. You know, um, I'm going to try something just because we're sitting here kind of hanging out. Um, and I'm going to experiment with Mimi. I'm going to try, I was told, oh, that didn't do it. Somebody told me you could screen share by tapping on comments, but yeah, I can't figure out how that works, but I would love to be able to do that. So I don't, um, you know, I guess that's just my message today is just to acknowledge the, um, the sweet gushiness of the warm peanut butter sandwich of being in the sandwich generation. And the reality that it's hard. It's hard being home alone. It's hard being isolated. It's hard when our egos, you know, ego, we talk about ego like it's a bad thing. Somebody's egotistical. But we have ego needs in our mind-body system that it's kind of our checks and balances. Um, our egos help us know that we're okay, that we're good enough people. And we get those egos needs met through socialization, through our family, through our work. And when we're not out there connecting with one another, and even, you know, even with our masks on, we have to learn how to smile with our eyes, right? So people can see I'm smiling at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm smiling. You know, we're used to getting our ego needs met through simple things like just conversations where we can see body language and facial expressions or, you know, being around the coffee maker at work or um, socializing with our friends at church and hugging each other and chatting it up. You know, it's, it's that body language that gives us the affirmation that we're okay, even if nobody said, hey, you're cool. You know, they might not ever come right out and say it, but just, we just get that through that, that connection. And when we don't have it, it will crave it, you know, and it will begin to wonder, are we really okay? Am I really good enough? And yes, you are. Oh, Penny, it's so nice to see you. Wow. Wow. 
Well, so I've sat on here just kind of chatting it up with you guys, wanting to connect. You know, I guess that's my need, my need to connect with you guys. And, um, you know, I could go to my personal Facebook page, and I love all the people there. But honestly, I know that when I'm on the Post Institute Facebook page, and we're, you know, this is, this is a place of just really getting real. And I know you guys can accept my emotions. <laughs> and I'm willing to accept yours. So, um, you know let's let's connect let's get to the heart yeah mary thank you i'm glad you feel like it because i do i just want to be talking to you personally <sighs> i feel y'all much love to you guys much love i'd like to just stay here and hang out kate how are you i see you just popped on so hey let's say hi to you yeah, Oklahoma is sunny today. Um, I call it baseball weather because the wind's blowing a little bit. It's that, you know, spring baseball season. Makes me miss it. I miss being able to go sit in the stands and uh, watch a baseball game, catch some nice grass. <laughs> it's just relaxing, right, to be able to do that. Um, I miss a lot of things that um, I used to do with a lot of people. <laughs> I know you guys too. I know you guys do too. I miss movies in the movie theater on the big screen. Um, mostly though, I just miss people. I miss them. I miss the variety. I miss the diversity. I love my child. Her and I have been home together and that's been good. Um, she didn't come with me today to see Poppy because she she really doesn't want to get out of the house. Um, she's pretty, you know, I don't know that we realize how anxious our kids are about all of the, the, uh, the quarantine. Um, you know, they're used to being able to be with their friends, throwing their head back, laughing and running and playing. And they, they can't do that uh, outside of their family right now. And I know it's confusing to them. I've heard I've heard the stories of kids running in and jumping in bed with their parents at crazy hours saying, are we going to die? Are we going to die, Mama? And I know the mamas and the daddies, are they're hugging their babies and they're saying, no, I miss Walmart. <laughs> Whoever thought they would say I miss Walmart, but yeah, Mary, I miss Walmart too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness, goodness. I wonder what it's going to look like when we come out of this. I'm kind of scared, you know, because there's things happening with with relief checks and some people getting it, some people not, people getting unemployment, some people not. You know, I hear the envy. I hear the um, the envy. You know, I hear the greed. I hear the the fear that somebody's going to get something that somebody doesn't get and. I just really hope that our our hearts of generosity and our hearts of servanthood can beat strong, that we can reach out and make sure everybody's okay. Reach out to your friends, ask them if they need anything, um, make a portrait. You know, I think we it was easy to imagine that in the first few weeks, but as this continues, you know, our our uh, attitudes can shift, and so. Staying true to um, being a humanitarian and being a servant, um, let that be something that you repeatedly connect with. And again, you know, um, it 
that uh, that idleness can be a place for for fearful negative thinking to take root and so to just be ever watchful of that and to know our mind can play tricks on us you know it can and to um, reach out when you're feeling alone you know, you guys are being graceful and you are holding my emotions and you're holding space. And there's somebody in your world. I hope that will do that for you uh, or call me. I'll put my number in the comments if you need to FaceTime with somebody because you feel like you're losing your shit. You're not alone. You're just not alone in that. And you're not crazy for that because it's just part of how your brain works. Your brain is just craving that social connection and that affirmation. So know that you're not crazy. It's just, it's just part of the process of getting comfortable in just that place of being alone. But you're really not. You're just by yourself right now. But you're not alone. You're just by yourself. So... I'm going to go off here. I'm the worst at saying goodbye because, you know, I guess that's us Okies. You know, we got to say goodbye for 30 minutes. Peace out, you guys. We love you. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.